There are many things that can be said about Jesus, that he was a prophet, a revolutionary, a wise teacher, a mystic, and a healer. But perhaps the most important thing that we can say about Jesus is that he was and is a friend, our friend. German theologian Rudolf Schneckenberg writes in his little book, The Friend We Have in Jesus, he must be seen as a friend, a personal friend by everyone. Our text for today makes it clear that friendship was important to Jesus. I no longer call you servants, but friends, he says. Then he goes on to provide an image of what that friendship is like. You will know everything that I know. You will do the very things I do, and you will bear fruit like mine. So let me present you with an image of the friend we have in Jesus, this one in a picture. Carl Jung said that words inform, but pictures, images, and symbols have the power to transform. The church has always known this and taken advantage of its truth by making use of things like the cross, the sign of the fish, images and stained glass, and of course, elements from everyday life that somehow become signs of something more. Things like water, bread, and wine. And the church has used icons from the earliest days to mediate presence and convey things too deep for words alone. Things like friendship. This is the ancient icon of Christ in Abba Menace from 6th century Egypt. It's now in the Louvre in Paris, entitled Le Christ et Son Ami, Christ and His Friend. I learned something about this icon from the writing of Eastern Orthodox priest James Cole, but I first saw the icon at Tizay in southwestern France a number of years ago. It turns out that it was a favorite of Brother Rogers, the founder of the Tizay community. Following his death in 2005, the brothers had a replica of Christ and his friend prominently displayed in the front of the Church of Reconciliation at Tizay to honor Brother Roger and to remind everyone praying there of the value of friendship, especially friendship with Christ. One of the first things that strikes me about this icon is that Jesus has his arm around his friend, and his arm is stretched out and distorted, which is a common feature in icons. Things are often out of proportion. In this case, it is as if Christ is reaching to embrace his friend. One of the themes that Brother Roger used to emphasize to the community was our simple desire for God, stressing that that was and is a sign of faith. This icon reminds us that God in Christ has a simple desire for us too. You didn't choose me, Christ says, I chose you. And here's a visual of that. Christ reaches out for us. It's not common for us to humanize Jesus in this way, but here he is acting like a brother, a peer, a friend. How reassuring in this time of COVID. Christ is close to us even when we can't be close to one another. The love and affection that Christ has for us is something we are meant to reciprocate, not just toward God, but toward one another. You are my friends if you love one another as I have loved you. 
We are meant to model the friendship of Christ to each other, to treat one another the same. Henry Nouwen tells a story of sitting out on a campus lawn with a close friend. They were sitting there in silence as close friends are occasion to do, when suddenly his friend broke the silence to say simply, you are like Christ to me. Henry responded almost without thought, it is the Christ in you that recognizes the Christ in me. We are able to love, to see the light of Christ in one another because God first loves us. Notice the eyes in the icon. Again, they are pronounced, distorted, exaggerated, larger than usual, as if they are eager to see something or to be seen. They offer an invitation to us to gaze at Christ, but they also look at us. If you look closely, you can see that Jesus has an eye on his brother and on the world, and his friend is doing the same. He has an eye on Christ, even as he has an eye focused out into the world. We should too. We are to abide in Christ on one hand and bear fruit on the other. As we stay connected to Christ, we are fortified and enabled to turn outward with something to give. Notice that Jesus is holding the Bible. He is the living word, the way, the truth, and the life, and he has something to offer. His friend, on the other hand, has a small scroll. He possesses, possesses the partial truth, and he stands in need of Christ to provide him with more. Christ is the source of his wisdom, of his truth, and his life. In relationship with him, we receive what we need for living in the world and for loving. Jesus has no feet in this picture, but the friend's feet can be seen beneath his robe. Perhaps this is a sign that, that the one we see here is the risen Christ, the Holy One, who now sends us out into the world. As the Father has sent me, we can almost hear him say, so now I send you, and you will do even greater things than I. Teresa of Avila famously said that Christ has no hands or feet in this world but ours. This icon supports that, reminding us that we are the body of Christ today. We are called to care for the Christ in others, to be a friend, to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to care for the sick, to visit those in prison, to shelter the homeless. Like all icons, there is also a silence conveyed here. Their mouths are closed. Though what's represented says a lot, there's no speaking. The ears are prominent on the friend, reminding us that we are to be first and foremost good listeners, good listeners for God's voice. Mother Teresa of Calcutta was asked what the secret was to her faithfulness and her commitment to serving the poor. My secret is simple, she said, prayer. What do you say when you pray, she was asked. I don't say anything, I listen, she responded. 
okay, but when you pray, what does God say? And Mother Teresa answered, nothing. He listens. Maybe that's a good place for me to stop talking. After all, the picture says far more than I'll ever be able to. Take my word for it. Better yet, take the living word for it. Take Christ as your friend and be transformed. Amen.